Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. And today we are bringing you this month's installment of Listener's Encounters. If you are new here, this is where we read your guys' stories. If you would like to submit one, either paranormal or true crime related, you can do so at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And if you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on all the places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. And we have an amazing Facebook group that you can get that spookster fam feel going on. And that is Three Spooked Girls Official. And we got all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. There's book club. We do like watch type parties. I say type now because watch parties is gone, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's fine. (laughs) And other good stuff. And then usually our group members are the first to hear when Jessica and I have fun announcements. So there is that. It's true. If you would like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Two and up, you get Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plots lines. And five and up starts our video content, which includes my Haunted Ground series. And then also we do live streams. So we have all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely check it out if you would like to support our spooky endeavors. But we are going to go ahead and just get right into our stories today. So I'm going to hand it over to Jessica. Okie dokie. Our first story comes from Katie M. And she starts off by saying, hello, you two glorious souls. I really like that as an intro. (laughs) I do too. It's kind of like Winifred a little bit. I like it. (laughs) Right? I got like (laughs) super like good witch vibes off it. So I'm proud. Okay. I believe this is a true crime story. (gasps) I'm excited. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. So my story begins in a mighty safe small town in Wyoming where nothing bad ever happens except the occasional cow tipping or drunken bar shooting. Mm. I just have to say those are so opposite of extremes. As someone who has tipped a cow and has not been in a bar <laughs> shooting, I can tell you that one seems very extreme. So, yeah. I like it. I know. I'm like, I want to visit this town. <laughs> okay. My dad called my husband to help him do something. I stayed at home with my kiddo, and after a few hours, I called my husband to see where the hell he was and what he was doing. My husband was weirdly quiet and was even whispering on the phone. Hey, this is what he whispered. So I'm going to whisper just for effect. <laughs> he goes, Hey. We're at an estate sale and your dad is buying like everything, which is something my dad would totally do. (laughs) (laughs) 
he told me, I'm a huge fan of getting a good deal just like my dad, so I didn't really think anything of it. My dad has always been a wheeler and dealer. Apparently, my dad had purchased a riding lawnmower, a box of tools, multiple weed whackers, and couches. I mean, that sounds like a good deal. Mm -hmm. Riding lawnmowers are expensive. Yeah. Again, I didn't think anything of it. In fact, I quizzed my husband to see if there was anything I would like. Again, I'm a thrift store queen, and I was low-key irritated that he went to an estate sale with my dad and not me in the first place. I mean, I would be too if that was my hobby. Be like, mm-hmm. Dad, I literally could have been backup. <laughs> he quickly said, trust me, there's nothing you want. Remember that couple that died in their house a couple months ago? Your cousin is the lawyer in charge of the estate? I wasn't following. I asked him what couple he was talking about. You know, the couple where the wife shot and killed her super old husband and then killed herself. And they didn't find them for 10 days. <gasps> oh. I immediately felt sick. He was right. I didn't want anything from that place. Fast forward a few more hours and my dad and my husband show up with an entire trailer full of stuff. I noped my way out of there. <laughs> I noped my way out of there. As they were carrying a very nice set of living room couches into my parents' house. I refused to sit on the couches, even now, weeks later. I couldn't help but think how they were inside a hot house with two bodies for 10 days. I mean, valid points. I'm not into the juju that might come along with them. My husband also brought home two bottles of barbecue sauce from the house. What the heck? Barbecue sauce? (laughs) And I love that Katie insert barf face emoji (laughs) i love it i won't be using it anytime soon i'm attaching a link to the article of the murder suicide i hope you will enjoy thanks for always entertaining us all i mean i'm gonna click that link right now yes might have to become a stabby you never know (laughs) oh am i i mean like dang 10 days that's crazy it's a very short article i don't think it could be a stabby oh it goes on for well you might find more stuff who knows who knows All right. So my first story of the evening comes from a listener named Tara as well. I was like, you know, narcissistic of me. I'm like, that's why I'm picking that. (laughs) All right. So she writes, hi, Tara and Jessica. I've debated on writing to you for a while now. Honestly, just because the story gives me chills and it's not one of my favorite memories. I've always considered myself a person who is open to paranormal encounters. My great-great-grandpa passed away in our childhood home, and growing up, me and my siblings had a lot of experiences with his presence. I have plenty of stories about that and other things, but I'll tell those later. So I grew up in a very small town, and like most small towns, we have what is called a crybaby bridge. If you're unfamiliar, basically the story goes something along the lines of a mother and her baby were killed on the bridge, and if you stop there at night, roll your windows down, and yell mama three times, you can hear a baby cry. That's creepy. No thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, ours had a little more going on than just that. There's all kinds of stories from a haunted house to a semi driving off the road and the driver being killed. And there's one I'm going to talk about now, which is the, quote, drug deal gone bad. Oh, God. Right? Man, this kind of has a little true crime in it, too. Look at us. We drove down the road as teenagers multiple times before my final encounter and were chased with a shotgun by a woman who lived on the road who claimed it was private property. To the cops of our small town, it was more trouble than it was worth, so this road has since been closed to everyone but local traffic due to teenagers harassing those who live on the road. Here's my final adventure down to Crybaby Bridge. One night, when I was probably about 14 or 15, me and my three best girlfriends decided we wanted to go down to Crybaby Bridge and really seek out this mother and baby. 
We had baby powder to sprinkle on the car so we could see footsteps and everything. Only one of us had a car and it wasn't 100% reliable, so we asked our neighbor friend if he could go with us. Plus, it didn't hurt to have a guy to protect us. And he happily agreed. So we hopped in the car and we're on our way. We get to right before the bridge and we see cop lights. Crap. We are frantically making up a story as to why we're on this road because we obviously look like we're up to no good. We sit and wait for the cop to approach us, but he's busy with the other car he's pulled over on the other side of the bridge. The road is very narrow with ditches on either side, so there's no place for us to turn around or go around the traffic stop. At this point, we turn the car off and wait for him to finish. About 10 minutes later, he finally walks up towards us. He asks us what we were doing, to which we come up with the lame excuse of driving our friend home. He tells us to back up to the last driveway and turn around and go home. He then walks away and we try to start the car. Dead battery. We didn't have cell phones at this time, so we decided to wait for the cop to come back to us to help once the traffic stop is complete. This is the point when we see the cops pull the two people out of the car, put them in handcuffs, and put them in his cruiser and then begin searching the car. A second officer now approaches our car asking why we're still there. We explain the dead battery and he calls for a tow truck. Tow truck driver arrives and takes us home safely. The next day, we're at school explaining what had happened and how weird it was, and we were surprised it wasn't on the news. Once again, small town, this should have been the front page stuff. One of our friends looked at me skeptically and starts asking questions. What color car was it? What did the guys look like? And so on. Finally, he says, you're lying. That didn't happen. Well, it did, but not last night. He then pulls up a news article of a drug deal gone bad. Two men were pulled over on the bridge years earlier. Cops pull them out of the car, and one of the guys shot the cops and his friend and himself. Same car, same description of the people. The same exact scenario, but no record of any type of traffic stop the night we were there. So what were we seeing? Did it really happen? How in the fuck did that tow truck find us? Sorry this is so long, but I hope you ladies enjoyed, and thank you for sharing my story. The ghost called a tow truck. <laughs> it's a helpful ghost. Right? <laughs> At least, yeah. Cool. What if it's a ghost tow truck? Right. All right. We're going to say thank you to our newest patrons during the month of June. We want to say thank you to Beth, Ashley S., Valkyrie, Lindsay, Jenna, Kim, Heather, Noah, Elizabeth, Emily, and Elisa. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting the show. We love you all so much. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope you are enjoying the content over on Patreon. Summer's coming. Are you a dad bod or a six pack kind of girl? Either way, our friends at Manscaped have the fellas hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawn Mower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Trim from the leaders in male grooming so the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is sleek and sexy. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade that reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Inside the package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, which is their ear and nose trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag. 
Which, you know, we're such a big fan of those performance yes. boxer briefs. Tara and I both have a pair, and a lot of times <laughs> I just wear them like they're bike shorts because they are fantastic and they're soft. And who wouldn't want that kind of comfort around their special place? Right? No, seriously. And I'll just be like oversharing. When we both got these kits for our husbands, Matt tried all the stuff out, and they work. They do. They're very, very nice. They're very smooth and nice. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many more products that they have than what we've listed. Mm-hmm. You know, now that it's summer, just going to pitch the crop mop mm-hmm. out there to you guys in case you get out and you're doing some sporting like activities. You can give yourself a little refresh before maybe heading off to a quick dinner or to grab a lunch. So, yeah, I definitely would check them out. Yeah, some good stuff. So get 20% off plus free shipping with our code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. It's hot girl summer and you know you want to get your man up to par with Manscaped. Okay, so I will go ahead and read my my last story and Tara has one more. Mm-hmm. This one comes from our listener, Hallie. I believe that's how you say your name because I had a friend who spelled it the same way and that's how she said it. So I'm going with that. My name is Hallie and I just wanted to say before I start my story, I love the show and your silly banter. Your silly banter is why you're my favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. So her story, her story is kind of creepy because it's like long term. I have had encounters in my childhood bedroom throughout my life. I can't really remember when I first started noticing it, but I would feel an extra presence with me. Oddly, it always came from the top corner of my small closet. I always had cats or dogs and they would always stare at that spot. When I was in high school, I would start noticing a feeling like somebody was sitting next to me when I was watching TV, Mm. but nothing ever threatening. Until after my sophomore year, my family had started having some bad luck and my mom went into a mental health crisis and left my family. Because I was a teenager and dumb, my best friend and I decided to use a Ouija board in my room. It's never a good idea. Don't use Ouija boards. They open up. They open up shit. After asking the basics of what his name was, something long and old-timey sounding that I couldn't remember. How long he's been there? 200 years. So he has squatters rights for sure. (laughs) I was dumb enough to ask if there was any evil in the house since we all just went through so much. The finger piece thing, it's called a planchette. Am I right? I said that with, this is like the second time today I've said something to Tara in like such confidence and then immediately went, am I right? (laughs) Earlier it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. (laughs) Okay. So the planchette started going back and forth between yes and no, and then flew off the board in between yes and no. We immediately closed it up and put it in the garage that was separate from the house. Smart. Get it out of the house. Mm -hmm. Ghosts can live in the garage. That is perfectly respectable. We proceeded to sage the whole room. Shortly after, I started noticing my cat Lulu. I had a cat named Lulu, Mm -hmm. but we just called her Lou. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My cat, Lulu, would always sit herself between me and the and that closet. Then one morning, I was loving her, telling her how pretty she was, and I heard a very prominent shut up in a man's voice. Oh. Oh. That's not, that's not fun. My brother lived in the basement, and my dad was on a hike with the dogs that morning. So there's no, there was no men. Luckily, I moved out to college shortly after. However, when I would go home to visit and sleep in that room, my dog Oliver always sleeps between me in the closet, and I always either can't sleep and wake up anxious a lot or have absolutely awful nightmares. My boyfriend was not aware of this at all. 
also claims to always have nightmares or sleep poorly when we go to visit. I always think about addressing it to try to help it go away like some ghost adventure ship, but I'm always too afraid to acknowledge it whenever I'm there. I hope you guys like my story. Also, if there's any tips to calm this spirit or just be able to get a good night's sleep, that would be amazing. I mean, if you've saged the room and it has decided to stay, you might need something a bit stronger, Mm -hmm. like a person Mm -hmm. to come in and and do something. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend doing it on your own. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, I have a story also from a Katie, but it's Katie with an I. So it's a different one. All right. So she writes, hello, spooky ghouls. (laughs) Hi. I have recently found your podcast literally a day ago. Oh, well, hello. Welcome. I don't know when you'll listen to this one, (laughs) but I've started from the beginning. So she'll hear about this one a lot later, but that's okay. That's okay. So and she says, so I know I am two years behind, but I have to share my spooky encounter story with you because it's not dissimilar from Tara's shadow people encounter from episode two dated 1-14-2019. Get ready for some goosebumps. In 2012, I was working on my doctorate of chiropractic, and it was my last year of clinicals before graduation. This was also my spiritual awakening time frame, too. Where I began sensing and seeing low-level entities ghosties before raising my vibration. I guess we all got to start somewhere, right? Let me set the stage. I'm living with my parents. Hello, free rent. (laughs) And it's a two-story house and we have a family dog. For about one to two months prior to this spooky moment, my dog would hang out upstairs in my room with me and I would catch her staring in the corner. And a couple times she actually barked at the corner. Of course, this would happen in the evening and I would put my protective blanket up to my eyes. (laughs) I don't know why we all think that's, like, going to protect us from anything. It's because it's what we've seen in, like, in media. Like, that's what they teach you. Like, right? They're magic. Yeah. Comforters are magical. I know. God. Other spooky things that would happen is we had a motion sensor flashlight plugged into an outlet in front of the top of the stairs just outside of my bedroom. And sometimes it would go off randomly. Sometimes it was because it would catch my dog coming up the stairs, but other times absolutely nothing is around or coming up the stairs. Definitely no faltering electricity or anything. No little creatures like geckos. And my now husband said it could have been bugs, but I'm doubtful and suspicious of that. Mm-mm. Because bugs are, I I mean, it'd have to be a pretty big bug. Right? (laughs) Well, one evening I was feeling extra tired and dozed off around nine. I was having some wicked dream where I was in my bedroom sleeping. And as I was, there was a shadow figure in the same corner of my room in front of my bed that my dog would often stare at. It freaked me out and I tried to move, but I couldn't. I couldn't move and I couldn't scream. My heart was racing and my eyes were flickering trying to open up or wake up. And this shadow figure zoomed right next to me, crouched at my bedside before my eyes finally popped open and I was able to yank myself out of my bed. I whipped my head to the right to see what was there and nothing. My clock said it was around 11.30. While my racing heart was calming, I replayed what I experienced to try to determine if this was a dream or real because it felt so damn real. Turns out I had experienced sleep paralysis. And the bigger kicker, my little visitor had a top hat. Hello, fucking hat man. I didn't know at the time or even really do research into this at that time because I still wasn't sure if it was a dream or real. And that's not the end of the story. It continues. Probably a week or so later, I was feeling a little under the weather and decided to take an afternoon nap. In my haze, something caused me to stir. I felt an urge to open my eyes and I saw the movement of a body quickly hide behind the doorframe. I sat up quickly calling mom, mom, but no answer. I was alone. I thought maybe it was my mom checking in on me. I pieced together what I saw and it seems like a silhouette of the hat man again. It was as if he was curious and peeking around the doorframe into my room and must have gotten spooked that I caught him. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. <laughs> 
He's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) At this time, I'm not thinking it's some negative or unwanted energy, so I pretty much ignore it. Then, a month later, I was out of town visiting my aunt with my mom four hours from home. One of those nights, I had a peculiar dream of a little boy meeting me, and he wanted to show me something. I followed him to my house, and in my mom's craft room was a chest. Inside the chest was a hat box, and inside the hat box was a black top hat. And I said to him, oh, you're the hat man. And he replied, I am. After that dream encounter, I started to do some research about him and I was not happy with what I was finding. I spoke with a friend of mine who had been a bit more awakened than I was and she said, yeah, he's not nice. He doesn't like it when I come upstairs and more specifically when I go into your room. He's like an obsessive ex-boyfriend. Shocking to me. After all this, I hadn't experienced any further paranormal visits and thought he got bored and moved on. At this point, I already graduated and had moved to Kansas for a few months to live with my boyfriend before I moved to Maryland for work, which I have a whole other spooky encounter in Kansas that I won't share at this time. Share it later if you want. And the story still continues. And she put like a (gasps) emoji face. (laughs) I love when people put emojis. I love it. Just adds to it for us reading it. (laughs) After living and traveling a bit for work, a year later, I moved back to Texas, started living in my grandma's house because she was in an assisted living home. I also had a roommate living with me at the time. One morning, she told me she didn't get any sleep that night because there was a shadow figure standing in front of her bed and watching her like a creep. In my head, I was like, oh, shit, and asked her if there was any distinguishing features. And she was like, he was wearing a hat. Now, I hadn't even told her about my experience with the hat man, but I knew this was not good. The obsessive ex-boyfriend was back, or maybe he never left. And then she's got the little, like, thinking emoji, the little guy. I called my friend who previously told me the vibes of this entity and asked her what to do next. She told me how to get rid of him, and I did just that. It's been nine years since I first saw him and haven't felt or seen him since. Since raising my vibrations and working more with the angelic realm, I don't sense them too often now unless someone needs me to check for them. I've got stories, ladies, stories of cleansing homes, stories of soul rescues, spooks galore. Anyway, sorry for the long email, but I hope it was spooky and entertaining. Now I'm off to start another episode. Wee! <laughs> yes, send us all the stories whenever yes. you hear this. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for this month's listeners encounters. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and submitting your stories. If you would like to send one again, you can send that to three girls at gmail.com. We are always taking submissions, so please send them anytime. And with that, we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.